0: Otherwise, on SAFM.
1: Yay! It's Friday, 25th October. Oof. Almost the end of the year. And you're listening to Otherwise, Talking Women on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Welcome to the show. My name is Shadow Twala. My producer is Hazel Maguzeni. And Lonwa Bofani is our technical producer for the day. You may contact us on 892 10 or email otherwise at safm.co.za. Otherwise, on
0: SAFM.
1: We have a pretty jam-packed show for you. We talked to the author of Ageless Grace, Denise Medved, who's in South Africa to give special classes tomorrow. Uh, Joanne Bing will talk to us about a spinning event that will link women in Pretoria to women in Castletown, Scotland. And then we talked to Nadine Wonsami, whose poem Me Equals Mycelium Equals Me, won third place at the Sol Plachy European Union Poetry Awards 2013. And at the last minute got to... Uh, Get an interview with uh, Masasa Mbangeni, whose show Nongogo opens at the Market Theatre today, but you may know her name also from Scandal on ETV. Packed with all the latest arts and culture news, the October issue of Classic Field Magazine celebrates the 30th anniversary of the KZN Philharmonic Orchestra. And explores the kinetic sculptures of local artist Justin Fisk. Included with this issue is the first edition of Classic Field's annual Classic Woman Supplement, profiling the formidable women driving the arts in South Africa. Get your copy of Classic Field magazine now at selected newsagents and bookstores. For more, visit www.classicfield.coza. Do you have any regrets looking back? Not at all, Uh, not at all in the sense that. uh, I did my level best at the time that the nation had allowed me to lead. The legal regret I might have might be past the fact that uh, I didn't have much time to go out at the region. The former South African Football Association president says he is prepared to serve football if he is called upon to help out in
0: football. Game plan with Quena Mwabelo. Otherwise, on SAFM.
1: Well, Saturday 26th, which is tomorrow, uh, sees the spinning group of the Pretoria Weavers Guild, uh, which has been invited by spinners in Castletown, Scotland, to take part in an international spinning link-up via Skype. Now, I think this is a very innovative way to use technology. And Joanne Bing, who is a representative from Pretoria Weavers Guild, says hello to us on air. Hello, John. Uh, hello, hello. John. Hello, and hello to your listeners. Well, welcome. Uh, this is this is an amazing link. What, what's going on? Tell us a bit about uh, what your expectations are. Well, I think it's
2: really, really wonderful that we can take a creative art form, a very ancient art form, and actually move it into the 21st century. People seem to think that spinning and uh, wool from sheep and cotton from their things, etc., is, is ancient and old-fashioned. But, I mean, there's nothing more new-fashioned than doing it on Skype, where we can see each other, we can hear each other, we just can't share the cake and tea. (laughs) (laughs) uh, uh, People from 10 countries around the world, in fact, their aim is the continent. The the whole thing started, Castletown last year uh, had a link up with the Falkland Islands, and they found it so exciting and innovative to um, speak to somebody and see other people, spinning different wools and what they were doing that they decided that they would like to make it an international event.
1: Okay. T- a, sorry. Sorry yes. to interrupt. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to know just give us the process. So you, the, you've you got sheep and local, locally grown sheep.
2: Yes. Each y- country will spin lo- their local wool. Um, so we have a very good uh, wool industry here in South Africa as you know. So mm. we're very lucky to have Merino and other wools uh, locally, that we will be spinning,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and we will then knit squares
1: uh, out of that wool that you spun while we watch it. Yes. And we will
2: exchange them with the other countries so they get to see our wool and we get to see their wool, the quality and the feel, etc. of it. And I'm sure they're going to be really impressed with the South
1: African marina wall. Well, that's one way of of, uh, building or sharing economies from different countries. But apart from the wall and the cushions, Mm -hmm. this must create wonderful relationships between uh, the women that that are participating from all over the world.
2: Oh, I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. I mean, I'm excited and apprehensive. (laughs) Uh, But um, what will happen is at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning when we have our opening, we have Um, the people from Castletown will be joining us and the people from um, Antarctica will be joining us. As the day goes on, the United States, Canada, um, others from uh, Europe, and the Falkland Islands, Brazil, and eventually at about 6 o'clock in the evening, everybody will be uh, getting together because that's when New Zealand is actually getting up at 6 o'clock Sunday morning, so to uh, be part of this.
1: Now, what happens to the cushions that you make? Because uh, you're going to pass each other squares around the yeah. around the world. Is there is there a way where they're going to be exhibited? Are they going to be sold? What's going to happen to them? Well, each each group will keep them
2: as a as a commemorative thing. I, um, I was scared you would ask me that question. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very clever question.
1: Well, I'd like to have one. <laughs> That's well, why. am
2: sure you <laughs> do something to make sure that you do good ones.
1: No, but because I, I think this can be, because it's going to happen annually, I, I suspect. Yes, and, and this, is, this is the aim, yes. Yes, going to happen annually. And these these are very, I mean, this is like a love letter going on around the world. And I, I love the idea, and I think it can probably be used for other crafts as well in, in this country. But are we, as the public, able to link in on Skype with you and watch this going on?
2: Absolutely. If they come onto the Skype, uh, to Skype uh, it's, and they look for uh, South, Africans, uh, so South African Spinner's Pretoria, South African Spinner's Pretoria, and they request to, uh, to befriend us, we will willingly have them come and join us.
1: Now, how does one who would like to participate, another group that is not in Pretoria, that is in South Africa, or probably in other parts of our continent, mm. is, there, is there a way of, of, of getting, attracting them as well? Because I, I know we've got good wool, but I want to believe that other parts of this continent have, have some great wool.
2: Absolutely. Okay. Um, yes, all they have to do as well is just to go onto the Skype site of South African Spinners Pretoria, request. Uh, to befriend us, I've already got it up and running. I've, I've got people from the Free States and Cape Town who have already contacted us. Um, the original invitation was sent out to all known spinning groups, but mm-hmm. uh, two of the people from the Free States um, are not affiliated with any of the guilds, and it would be lovely that they're going to join us tomorrow because it's it's open to anybody who would like to join us, whether they belong to a guild or don't. We really would
1: love to know that you're out there spinning. Well, tell us a bit about your guild. You, the, you, you, you. How how old is it? The Pretoria Weaver our Guild. Our guild
2: is over sixty years old. Oh wow! Um, and uh, it's quite active. We have um, a monthly meeting, and we run workshops and uh, do sort of study groups, et cetera, together. So that the older not necessarily chronologically or older, but the, the people that have been spinning longer or weaving longer can pass on their skills and uh, we can move on to become better weavers and spinners. Wow.
0: Well, uh, and wh- there,
2: there are guilds in Cape Town and Pretoria and Bloemfontein um, and smaller groups in Durban and PE. That I
1: know of. So one one must, if, if they are interested in spinning and and, 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 and learning how to knit or well, using hand-spun wool, would then uh, be able to join your guild?
2: Or oh, any yes, guild absolutely. around the country? It's open to anybody. Um, we also have a Facebook page, the mm-hmm. Pretoria Weavers Guild. Yeah. And it's, it's a very active Facebook page, so uh, we do keep uh, up with technology in ways of being accessible to
1: everybody. Well, I'm very excited to go on Skype tomorrow and just watch uh, all of this happening. I think it's a novel idea, and congratulations! And I, I, I really want those cushions. I really <laughs> want one of the cushions. I really do because well, I think uh, it's a, it's a I commemorative piece.
2: Chairman and yourself are friends or, or, or acquaintances. You would know each other, so I'm sure she will have the contact to let me know where to send them.
1: I'll make friends. It is such a commemorative piece. I think it's worth having one. Joanne, uh, thank you so much for joining us, and good luck for tomorrow. Make us proud.
2: Yeah, thank you very much. Yes, I think it is. it will be something to be proud of that we were one of the first countries to, to do this.
1: Oh, lovely, lovely. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay, it's going to be fun anyhow. I think so. Thank, thank, you, very thank much. you very much. Okay, so if you're interested, join on South Africa. On this is on on Skype. South ask to befriend South African spinners, and 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 see this this wonderful thing happening. Women talking from across the world via spinning wool, and and creating and knitting these wonderful cushions. I really, really, really do want one. We're back after this talking to um, Denise you. This week is Restaurant Week. Have you booked your seats yet? You can still try out South Africa's top restaurants for only 95 rand for lunch or 175 rand for dinner. But better hurry up, because seats are limited. Book online at restaurantweek.co.za now. Restaurant Week. Find dining at the best for less.
0: Otherwise, on SAFM...
1: Joining me on the phone is Denise Medved, the founder and creator of the Ageless Grace, Ageless Grace program. I'm stuttering, Denise. Welcome to Otherwise. Thank you.
3: It's nice to be here.
1: Well, I, I'm sorry that you've just been robbed.
3: Yes, that's true. Where? Um, in a private home where I'm staying, and um, so I lost my passport and my. Credit cards and some personal belongings and things like that, and this, so that's why I was on the phone earlier.
1: This is not the kind of welcome we wanted for
3: you. Oh, listen, this is a beautiful country. I'm in love with this country. Those things happen all over the world. It has nothing to do with with South Africa. Well, <laughs>
1: firstly, are you getting help? Is there yes. Any, before we start talking to you,
3: are you getting help? Oh, yes, be- absolutely. I've already talked to the American consulate, and I'll be having my passport will be replaced. And I've already talked to my bank and my credit card company.
1: Okay, I, I hope. And if there's anything we can do to assist, then we will. Okay, but about Thank why you, you well, you're so graceful. Um, and and we're talking about ageless grace, I suppose. It, it it goes it it goes with the years. Can you give us a bit of a background on your program, the Ageless Grace program?
3: I'm sorry, I didn't catch. There was a little static on the line, so I didn't catch your question.
1: I heard that. Uh, Can you give us a bit of a background on the Ageless Grace Program?
3: Yes, absolutely. I did seven years of research on neuroplasticity, which is a cutting-edge science about how the brain and the central nervous system are able to actually change their form and function across the course of a lifetime when they are stimulated by physical movement. And there's been a lot of research done by some some globally known organizations like the Harvard Medical School and uh, Mayo Clinic that... In fact, we need not only to re-stimulate the neural pathways in our brain in order to stay cognitively active, but that also has a lot to do with our physical function for the rest of our lives, and we not only need to re-stimulate the neural pathways that we currently have and the ones that have shut down, but we need to continue to create new ones throughout the course of our lives. So I did pilot programs in a top 100 hospital in the United States, and I did research through a university graduate program in nursing and gerontology, and did all kinds of programs for seven years deciding and discerning how we would put exercises together mm-hmm. that would both activate the five primary functions of the brain and the 21 physical skills that are necessary for lifelong function. And it resulted in the Ageless Grace program.
1: Well, that sounds amazing, but can, why do they shut down, the, you know, the five primaries? Why do they shut down at all? How do we keep them open as opposed to re, you know, re, retraining them to open?
3: Well, what happens is when we are born... From the time we're little children until we're about 18 to 21 years of age, we are constantly learning things kinesthetically, which means we learn them physically and then the brain is observing, basically, and learning how to make us more efficient at those activities. And there are things like learning how to walk and learning how to play Mm -hmm. a game, learning how to throw a ball, learning how to ride a bicycle, learning how to play a sport or drive a car. And those things we learn physically. We don't read a book about them. We don't say, I'm going to read a book and learn how to ride a bicycle. We just attempt to do it over and over again mm-hmm. until the neural pathways are created between the brain and the body parts that are needed to perform that function. and the more practice we have, the better we get at it. Well, what happens is if we go for a number of years and we don't ride the bicycle or we don't play a piano or we don't do some mm-hmm. skill that we practiced earlier, we start to lose that physical function and we start to do the shutdown of the neural pathways so that the messages aren't traveling as quickly. To those parts of the body that are needed to perform that function. The good news is is that for example using a bicycle, if you used to ride a bicycle and you were pretty good at it a number of years ago, even though you haven't ridden a bicycle in 10 or 15 or 20 years, once you start to practice that bicycle again very, very quickly, the neural pathways open up because they they just shut down. They don't disappear. They just close down. So they open up very quickly. And so we get back that physical function and that skill much more quickly than we did originally. So this program helps us literally by playing games, basically. We call them tools. We have 21 tools or games that we play that are very much based on the five functions of the brain, memory recall, creativity and imagination, analytical thinking, strategic planning, and kinesthetic learning. So we are doing all kinds of games that open up those neural pathways and cause us to remember things that we may not have done in years or that cause us to do physical exercises and movements that we may have never done before. So, in fact, what we're doing is creating a new neural pathway. And only in the past few years have they discovered that not only do we need to maintain and reopen the neural pathways we have, but it's very important to both cognitive function as well as physical function to continue to create new neural pathways. So the the program, the science that it's based upon, is, is pretty complex, neuroplasticity. However, the program itself is so simple, so easy, so playful. It's basically playing. It's like being a child again. It's done to music. It's done seated, and it's done barefoot, and the reason it's done seated is that because All of the primary functions that we need to maintain in our body for lifelong quality of life, most of them reside in the core of the body. So things like spinal flexibility, Mm -hmm. hip flexor mobility, the uh, strength of the core muscles, the right-left brain coordination, the dexterity in the shoulders, all of those things work better if we actually work them in a chair rather than standing because standing we can cheat a little bit we don't bend quite as far we don't reach quite as far we don't lean back as far but seated we must engage the core muscles in order to do any activity at all, to raise the leg off the floor or to reach down toward the floor while you're seated involves all of the core muscles. And so it's not in a chair because it's only for, not only for people that can't stand, it's in a chair for all ages in order to work the core more effectively. Well, it
1: sounds like it, it, it also can assist people with chronic illnesses and physical challenges. Um, uh, You know, uh, and also people with uh, dementia and Parkinson's, which I'm told you treat.
3: Yes, absolutely. It it does several things. It's preventative for people who are, you know, in the middle years, those people who are 20, 30, 40, 50 years old. It's preventative to keep you from losing or allowing those neural pathways to shut down because many of us do activities that we consider exercise, but in fact they're only exercising two or three parts of the body and perhaps no parts of the brain, meaning if you're on a treadmill, for example, it's wonderful for your heart. It does help your hip flexors In one direction, on the other hand, you don't have to be engaged mentally at all to walk on a treadmill. So that, in fact, does not improve cognitive function. It just improves cardiovascular. Mm -hmm. But if you're on a treadmill, you also are not getting any spinal flexibility. You're not getting any upper body strength. You're not getting uh, increase in muscle mass above the waist, so lots of other things are not happening. So this is a, a program that's designed to be done only 10 minutes a day as an adjunct to whatever else you do or if you're in those middle years to maintain. How do I quickly address opening all the neural pathways I need to maintain the skills that I now have? The 10 minutes a day is also developmental. It's developing new neural pathways, which is good for all of us, And it's especially good for children. So Mm -hmm. there's Ageless Grace for kids as well. And it really helps them with physical skills, physical function, and it helps them with brain skills and brain functions. And we launched Ageless Grace for kids in March, and it's been a very huge success in the United States. And as a matter of fact, while I'm here in South Africa, I'm going to be teaching at some schools for the first time and introducing Ageless Grace to kids, to school teachers, and to the children themselves. And then the last part, what you mentioned, is... It's wonderful for restoring physical skills and mental skills to people who may have lost them or who may have had uh, part of their neural pathway shut down for one reason or another. It could possibly be just lack of exercise and having lived a long time and they may be 70 or 80 or 90 years old, but it could also be because of some diagnosis like Parkinson's, dementia, Alzheimer's, MS, other types of things that tend to happen at older ages. And so what we've seen in the hospitals and the retirement communities where I've been teaching in the United States and where other educators have been teaching is we've been seeing a very big response from people that are very much older. I even have four students who are over a hundred years old and they're doing ageless grace and responding to it very well and in just a matter of weeks they say, Oh, I can't believe I can raise my arms higher, I can bend over more, I can think more quickly. And they respond really, really well to it. So it's a simple program. It's easy to do, but it has profound effects.
1: Now, I I guess with with the the body and mind working, is there a complementary diet that would make it easier for one who is using the ageless grace, or is is diet not important?
3: Well, diet is always important. We don't actually have an Ageless Grace endorsed diet. There's not, you know, there's not a diet that goes along with the program. But we do talk about in the, in the Ageless Grace playbook. We call it a playbook because the whole program is, is more about playing and having fun. It doesn't look like it's hard at all. So we call it a playbook, not a workbook. And there's also a three DVD set and there's also flashcards. And we talk about how it's important in there to make correct nutritional choices for yourself um, mm. as well. And that obviously does help with any type of, of aging process. Aging in fact is a wonderful thing. Unfortunately it's gotten a bad name all over the world. We say, oh aging, you know, aging is terrible. Well aging is wonderful because that's what happens when you're when you're born and a year later you've aged a whole year, you know? So aging is life. Aging is a wonderful thing. We all want to age as as much as we possibly can and do it in a way that's a useful and in a way that gives us quality of life. And so that's really a lot of what this program is about, is how can it, can it development, develop neural pathways, how can it maintain and sustain neural pathways, how can it prevent the loss of skills in cognitive or physical function, and how can it restore them as well.
1: Last week I was on Twitter and I wrote, I love aging, it's a storyteller
3: that's right it is
1: absolutely it it really just does that but now when when one has acquired the ageless grace playbook which is a set of flashcards as you said and three dvds um can one do it on their own or do you need assistance or other participants to to work with you
3: you can do it on your own, absolutely. The DVDs are very instructional, so it's a playbook. However, we have a number of age-less race we call them educators instead of teachers. Mm-hmm. And the reason we do that is because they're really educating the population population, the students, about not only how to do this and why it's good for them, but how to practice it every day and why that's important to do that 10 minutes a day. Even if you do other things, you might be a surfer or you might ride bicycles or you might go to the gym and work out or you might do none of those things, but it's very important to do this 10 minutes because it's a different thing. It is it is based on neuroplasticity. So we call them educators and we have a number in the Cape Town area and very exciting for me I'm here in... Uh, in the Cape Town area, and I'll be going up to Durban later also, because I'm doing seminars for people to learn about the practice. I'm doing a certification for people who would like to learn how to teach it and get Mm -hmm. certified and licensed to teach the program. And I also am training uh, two or three trainers who are going to be people that will then, after I leave, be able to train people and continue to train people. Mm -hmm. So, for example, Riney Fick, uh, who uh, you spoke to earlier when you called me, is going to uh, be, be a trainer, and she's going to be offering training certifications, and she's going to be offering seminars for people who would like to just learn how to do it themselves personally rather than teach. And this week we have some events, and next week we have events all the way through November 12th. I'm going to be doing different events in Cape Town, Blauberg, and in um yes. what
1: well, well, you're not going to many places around the country can you be invited can people who are interested uh, get hold of you to invite you to their absolutely. area
3: absolutely they they can do that and and um, I, I won't be going on this trip other places, but like I say, I, I will probably return. But also, rainy e. Fick, and other people who will be trainers can be invited to go to different parts in the country and take the certification if they want to teach it or take the seminar if they want to learn how to practice it themselves. Mm. And... Um, um, and actually has classes here in her home. She has a home studio, and she has classes on Monday evenings at 6 p.m. and on Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. in Blaubergstrand. And she um, offers classes, and people can come and experience it and see what mm. it's like.
1: Mm. Denise, I hope the rest of your stay is not as unpleasant as today.
3: And oh, that it really is. It's what happened, and it's already done and over, and I'm moving on and expecting a wonderful day.
1: Well, good luck to you, and thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, it is, we'll come back to give you details of, of where you can reach Denise and, and her team. But right now, it's time for News Headlines with Utsilia Sako.
0: Otherwise, on SAFM.
1: Now, if you're a Scandal fan on ETV, then you know Tembega. Uh, She also stars in Nongogo, a play opening tonight at the Market Theatre in Johannesburg. My next guest is Masasa Msangeli. Hello, Masasa.
0: Hi, Momshara. This is such an exciting moment for oh, me. Oh, I'm
1: so excited to talk to you, too. Listen, I know you're a busy girl. You're currently on a lunch break uh, at the Scandal set, and yet tonight you're at the market for Nongogo. Is that not going to confuse your characters?
0: Oh, not at all. I'm, in fact, I'm loving it. <laughs> um, I'm having the time of my life. I'm on TV by day, and... And the theater at night, I feel like an acting superhero. Well, (laughs) you're
1: very lucky to... Uh, what do you do with relationships? I mean, can you maintain a relationship as busy as you are?
0: <laughs> Mom, Shadow, are you exposing me? <laughs> Absolutely not, but it's okay. There will be a time for that. Right now it's the time of rejoicing in such a beautiful time in my career. So oh. there will be a time for that as well.
1: Well, it's because you didn't, you didn't admit to loving Quentin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <candle>. <laughs> <laughs> your life is, is really crazy. But tell me, um, uh, the reason I want to talk to you was was on, on your role at with Nongogo. Um, it, it's about a former hooker. Yeah. Who, what, is she a Shabeen Queen?
0: I think calling her Shabeen Queen is just the tip of the iceberg. I think all human beings are multifaceted, and what I've enjoyed in playing her is that every night I get to discover another side of her. Um uh, what I see in her is just an incredibly resilient woman, a woman who's gone through so much, but who still believes in love. And so, you know, calling her Shabin, is just a part of who she is. She's, mm. a, she's a sister. She's a psychologist because these people come into her Shabin and they just... They souls in there. So she's a psychologist, she's a therapist, she's a mother, she's a wife, she's a lover to some of them. So she's, she's lots of things. She's a nurse as well. She's a, a nurse. She's a nurse. Yeah. Yes.
1: But, you know, these these, these roles around alcohol and, and women, especially in the townships, have been played in, 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 in very many plays or yeah. have been featured in very many plays. Why do you believe we continue to bring attention to them.
0: I think because they still continue to exist. I mean, you go to any... I know Elokshin, that's a in PE. There's still Uma Teoma that I grew up with, and I've modeled largely Unongogo around her. So I think because they still exist, they're still a part of our township or Elokshin experience. I think that's why we continue to tell the stories. And I think beyond, beyond the liquor and, and you know, that sort of world in Unongogo, I think what's interesting in the way that James has directed and chosen for us to play, is that even despite these jobs that some people don't look down on and are unsavory in society, these people are living. You know, they're trying to make a living. they try to eke out a living the best way that they can. These people are loving. They hurt. They wake up. They have aspirations and dreams. And so for me, that's what's more interesting, I think, and that's how we keep coming back to these stories and these lives because they're interesting. They're living people
1: and yet you find really in government today that there's always a challenge of shutting down should be the challenge of 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 stopping this informal type of business yeah and a lot of us can identify with it as having taken kids to school as having supported a yeah. lot of other families surrounding in fact even communities yeah what should who should be coming to watch the show to understand this life that that people live which is very real
0: Mamshara, I think everyone should come and watch the show. I mean, I can't even say to you that it's certain, it speaks to certain people. I think it speaks to everyone. If you're someone like me who grew up in uh, Bai, and you grew up in your dadako, who used to go to these Shabin queens, and you could never understand what the attraction was, perhaps coming to see Undongoko is um, going to give you a glimpse of what the attraction was to that. Mm. If you're someone who believes in love um, and are hopeless romantic like I am, then seeing a love story unpacked and seeing how that ends, that will also appeal to you. So I think the story speaks to to across the board, across, you know, financial barriers, across social barriers. It just speaks to everyone who just believes in the human experience. And what I love about Athosio God is that he's always talking to to living people. I don't know if you get what I mean when I say that. The people, salt of the earth people, people who, who experience life at its extreme and still continue to live. You know, people who, who go through adversities on the daily. I mean, just waking up. You don't know if you're going to wake up tomorrow because you don't know what's happening tonight. Mm. And, and that's what S.R.C.U.G.I.D. has such a sympathy for these people, an empathy for these people, rather. And so I, I want people to come and see that. So it's open to anyone, anyone who, who enjoys theater, who enjoys love stories, who enjoys Seeing live people on stage, live people, lived experiences on stage. I think it would be a great experience for, for those sort of people.
1: You know, I, I, I remember also growing up that a lot of the, 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 the politics that we see and the successes of the ANC and the successes of the UDFs, and there were very intellectual conversations happening in those spaces as well. Oh, absolutely. So it wasn't just drunk people. No, no, you no, know, no, no, no. Layabouts and, you know, pimps like your your, your Cole, you're, like your Sam in the play. Yeah, you know. I was
0: just about to say. Actually, that I think I think Fanum Sam well, so beautifully because he shows that, that that space was for everyone. It wasn't just drunken horrible people like Patrick. It was the fans, the beautiful you know thinkers, and you can just think of all the thinkers of of that time: Monet, Nakata, all of those people. They went to these sort of spaces, so there's got to be something about the that attracts all sorts. So we can't just look down on it. So I think even playing the it's just also made me appreciate, you know, what happens in the Shibin space. I mean, all sorts of people go, um, and I'm not trying to punt a place here, but they all go to, to Nikki's Oasis in Newtown. It's mm-hmm. become an establishment. You'll mm-hmm. have business people, you'll have random taxi people all there. They all gather at this watering hole, so there's got to be a reason. So I think... I think yeah, you know that's what the place is exploring. Why all these sort of people gather to these places? What is it about the owners of these places, and particularly these women, that makes it? I mean, feel so safe and so and so secure for people to come and spoil their guts and to to just let go. But
1: you know what I love about it mostly, and I hope your wardrobe mistress is good because wardrobe, the style yeah. of dress, is so gorgeous. Yeah, I yeah. see you've got a a, a blonde little head. I do
0: <laughs> and you know how where did that come from up? I just got bored of having my own color hair and so um, while I was I, I took some time off scandal to be able to go rehearse for ago. Mm. and so I was like oh I just need a chance so I just colored my hair blonde and it stuck now I'm so over it because everyone likes <laughs> it no, no it is it is gorgeous it yeah. is
1: gorgeous honey I I know you at lunch and I hope I want you to get something to eat before you go back but thank you for taking
0: time to talk to us thank you Mabshad. I really appreciate it. and keep um, busy we love
1: we love your role and i wanted I wanted to know so much about scandal and what to expect um i you know was what, were you going to Cape Town because you're not coming back or
0: I hope you have
1: not been written out of the script because I'll cry. No, 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 no. It's nothing like that. Thank, you so, Thank, you, Thank Asasa, you so much. Thank you, Atata. so much. And mom. good luck. Thank you. Oh, wonderful, man. Wonderful. So she's at the, the market theater. Tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. Tonight and tomorrow starts at eight fifteen, and on Sunday it's at three fifteen. And if you want to get a hold of Market Theatre to make that booking, uh, she's zero one one or Market Theatre zero double one eight three two one six four one. And if you if you don't watch Scandal and you're not too sure who she is, she did those ads for Cell C. Um, th- very much yes. So that was Masasa Msangeni. Coming back to speak with. Uh, Nadine Monsami, yes, and maybe a bit of poetry here and there. But first, SACE calls upon all principals and deputy principals to sign up for the CPTD system in preparation for the rollout from January 2014. You can sign up electronically on the SACE website at www.sace.org.za or sign up manually by filling in the Principal's and Deputy Principal's profile form on the SACE website. Alternatively, call 012-663-9517. Submission date is 6th December 2013. SAFM brings you live, interactive, topical news from current affairs, global warming debates, women's issues, to interviews with top literary connoisseurs. To join our conversations, visit our website on safm.co.za, follow us on Twitter at SAFM Radio, or simply like our Facebook page, SAFM Radio, SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader.
0: Otherwise, on SAFM.
1: Nadine Monsami, congratulations, how are you? I'm very good. How are you? Heather? I'm and good for the invite. It, how it's are really you?
2: good to be here,
1: honey. You made third place at the Sol Plaatje P- European Union Poetry Awards 2013. What does this mean to you? Ah, uh, well, I mean, for me
2: particularly, it's particularly daunting and really encouraging at the same time because this was the first time I dared to submit some poetry for publication. So winning a prize at this point definitely surpassed all of my rookie expectations as far as the competition was concerned. I was just happy to get into the anthology at this point.
1: Well, tell us a bit about me equals mycelium equals me. Is it mycelium, right?
2: Yes, that's exactly it. Well, it's a very um, strange poem in many ways, and so I've had very stunned and intrigued responses.
1: Well, I was. I was very stunned because I thought I I knew it all, you know, I could understand certain things. But... I, I just thought you must explain it to us now, you know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, well, I think more simply we can just say that it's it's a story about this woman who has a mushroom allergy. And so she meets this man and they start dating. And somehow he, he eventually triggers this very fatal allergy at various points in her life. And then very simply I think the, po- the poem tries to capture how she responds um, in ways
1: in which we actually don't expect, somehow, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, and 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 who has access to this poem? Because I, I know we we found it because we wanted to talk to you. But you yes. know, I I often say we people win whether first or third or fifth in a competition. We see, read about them on on television or, or on radio. A big a big part in the paper. Hear them on radio. See them on television. And it's poof, gone. Um, you know, what? what's the state of, of your work in this country? Are you getting support? Are you getting um, known outside the communities of poetry?
2: Yes, I think that's always a problem when it comes to literary awards because then you have five minutes and you're placed on a pedestal. Hmm. But in terms of some kind of sustained support, it's always a problem. And I think this is um, something that's a problem with the art in general, Mm. Um, so even in terms of saying, um, is this poem accessible to people, I, I think, uh, you know, apart from making the effort to buy the anthology, it really isn't, which um, is a problem because then how do you encourage other people to read and um, devour poetry when, you know, you're, you're writing and it's not even accessible and available to people? So
1: yeah. what, 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 what can be done? so that it's ah. what can be done, what should we mobilize people to do, so that you also feel the urge to get to that first price and continue to work in a bigger space. Yes.
2: Well, I think more fundamentally this is a problem of gaining government support and then pumping all our money into education, because it does start with literacy, doesn't it? Because how do we um, invest in a culture where we want people to become writers, then not readers first. And there was an interesting point that Lisa Johnson, uh, one of the judges, raised um, at the launch of the anthology was that, you know, it's important that people read first before they start writing uh, because this is what enhances um, the level of, of poetry submission. Mm. So, yes, we need to start with reading first. I think that's our our first challenge.
0: Yeah,
1: because even me, I only get press releases and I think, oh, when did that happen, you know? Because yes. there's so much out there, but you you also cannot track all of it down. There must be other platforms of sharing this kind of uh, work and, and, and making it accessible to everyone.
2: Yeah. Okay. And then I think building that into the education system means that we can start to mentor writers more closely because that is a part of, of the way we work in the education system from the ground up. Rather than having having poets stumble about and then having to discover things on
1: their own, which is often the case. Mm. Congratulations, sweetie. Congratulations so much. And thank you for taking the time to talk to us. And hopefully we we see more work from you. Yes, and thank you for reading the
2: poem and for having me. (laughs) Thank you. It's been a pleasure.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much. Alright, that was uh, Nadine Munsami for a poem, Me Equals Mycelium Equals Me. Go and find it. Uh, I know it's on the Jakarta website and they sent press releases, but go and find it. And and, and it's a wonderful story. We take a little break before Nali Ibali. I thought a bit of music. It's a Friday.
2: O que faria
0: sem ser o amor? Onde estaria sem você? Perdi-me. Varia sem ser